what are those smaller kind of um, outlets? I don't know, like not like uh, Vivo or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. just smaller TV channels. Smaller TV yeah, chi- yeah. Okay. A channel um, that people can stream that they actually came out with the pageant this year, first time televised. Yes. That's what's so up. yeah, so um, give me a second, y'all, because I need to give y'all some more information on how to find that out and what's going on. No, I'm just curious because I've, I've everyone I think seen Miss America right, or Miss Universe. That's Absolutely what I'm saying. So different. I didn't know if they were ever. They're yeah. not in. So they're not in. Cause no, they're gotcha, not, and they're gotcha, not. Gotcha, on, gotcha. None of it is has anything to do with each other. All of them are separate, separate and this is more so for the black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're doing a good job of continuing something great that allow for everybody to be empowered. But I think there are some things that I had expectations of and was just really different. And so, um, you know, the the bigger pageants, you get the for the Miss Miss America, you're getting the push truck and the hundred thousand dollars salary a year and okay. you know the makeup and all of that whereas this pageant um you have to put a lot of you have to invest a lot into yourself so you have to create that um team you have to do everything and so um it it helps you it breathes that drive and resilience right but it's difficult like it's expensive so um you know that's the only thing you know with with our entity it's we need more funding. It's not, it, that's what it seems like. But investors. Yeah, a lot of investors. Um, and I don't want to. I'm not here to speak on the pageant. I'm I'm blessed to be able to use this platform to speak about what I love. Um, but at the end of the day, there is. I feel like there is some need for us to to get some more money, put some more awareness. We can always we can always get bigger. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So the Black Miss Maryland. Does that set you up for like the national and regional type so, pageants? So this is te- this is local. So this is Miss Black Maryland. So there are other. It's a whole cohort. Mm-hmm. So they have um, Miss Black Virginia, Miss Black Illinois. Like there's different. Um, it's local right now, and so we're, we're setting me up for Miss Black USA. So talk about groundwork, um, like within the pageant industry. Well, you you talked about how Miss black usa or miss black maryland was different than the other pageants is that something you're like you've done before like you've done pageants on a grand scale um not on a grand scale i was miss university of maryland eastern shore 2015 2016 so i did have to do a pageant for that i had to do a talent i had to um get votes a certain amount of votes i had to do an interview you know the whole nine and so then i went and actually competed on a national level for miss national college alumni black of Hall a national college alumni black hall of fame um, yeah, so that was all of the women, all of the girls um, across like HBCUs. Absolutely, yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. Miss North Carolina NT, Miss the like everyone, yeah. So I competed. I did make it to the top ten, but um, I didn't make it after that, and that was just um, lack of preparation. But to be fair, there's like 130 HBCUs in the nation. So like when she says ten, like well, she's being modest. Let's say. 25 to 30 uh, competed. Okay. But, yeah, just to be fair, um, but, yeah. And Damn, so, she's way better than me because I would have sized myself. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. And it was, it was, I didn't feel, that was never me. So just doing pageantry is me stepping out of my comfort zone. So I'm curious, like, you said that's never you. What It was just because you wanted to be Miss? I think it's, what's important for me is, um, networking, um, empowering people, just like what I like to do on a regular, being able to have a platform to do it, it makes it easier. You empower to connect. people? I feel like I do empower people. On a regular? I do think I empower I mean, people on a regular. definitely, so. Yeah, no, I mean, okay. That's <laughs> fair, and we don't know each other in that capacity, but, I, yeah, absolutely. No, it's no shade. You, you, no, no, no shade. I'm, actually, anyway. I'm proud of you, girl. No, it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> I'm just saying, of 
course. I'm a social worker. I'm a therapist. You know, I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a Delta. I empower people. So listen, I wasn't. Yeah, listen, that, just, take, just, that up, take, that 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 ask, take that up with that side. Take that up with that side. Don't come over here. I, I, I want you to be informed. I love the empowerment. Don't no, take I don't, that up with I'm that guy. I'm not taking nothing from it. I want to be informed, and I, I don't have any. I know. I know her. I know her. I'm just curious though, like. Cause you said you this like you did it because you want to empower, but like a pageant is a whole beast. It is, and so I didn't. I don't think I got to finish because Mook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you empower people, so I didn't get to finish. Um, I, I think it's more than that. You want to um, tell them, though, I'm trying. This this is pageant you're trying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I've I've been locked in. Yeah, I've been yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I've been locked in. Some and I got, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I know, like, what I can say is right now, why it matters to me right now is I'm all about mental health. That's what I went to school for. That's what I'm licensed to practice. That's what I want to do. And being able to do that, my platform is called Breaking the Cycle. So essentially what Breaking the Cycle is, is eradicating the stigma of mental health in the African-American community. So being able to do that, I do that on a daily basis at work. I do that in my part time. I feel like I talk to people and encourage people to connect with mental health resources on a daily. Like it's what I eat, breathe. Like I feel like this is what I was brought to do. And so being able to do that in a space where I can be an influencer, a social media influencer, or just having that, it's just a one leg up, essentially, you know. And then also, it helps me with my confidence. Helps me to, you know, helps me to um, present differently, evolve. Like I'm not really girly. I'm in sweats and sneakers. Like I love sweats and sneakers, right? But having to do that switch up and show other girls as well, like you can do more than one. You can be more than one person. That's why I do it. I like that. Um, let's talk about more about this actual thing you have going with your mental health company. Um, is it a company? Is it a brand? Explain that a little bit more to us. So right now, um, so I'm a licensed graduate social worker. So I went to school, got my MSW um, in social work, of course, and then I had to take a test to pass to be able to practice. So I have one more license to obtain before I can actually have my own practice. Congratulations Thank to you. Thank you. So I'm a school know. social worker. I love about it. Huh? I love about it. This is, uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, so I worked at... Um, as a school social worker, um, I love it. I love my kids. Um, and so on the side, I work as an all-black firm um, of black women who are split between counselors and social workers who are all licensed to practice therapy. So I'm under a group practice of black dope women. It's like 10 of us. Um, and so that's what I do on the side. So as far as what I want to do, I am um, talking about breaking the cycle. I already want to create my own like community centers and like have them across the nation. But like under one roof, you can come access like mental health services, vocational skills, like, you know, learning how to like, um, like have like a little clinic where you can use your Medicaid to come get a okay. checkup. Like I want to have it all under one roof. And there are not a lot of like those like YMCA those youth centers for us anymore, especially in impoverished communities. So that's what I really want to do. But I have to finish. I have to take my second license. I plan on getting my doctorate. So actually, last year I applied for a doctoral program, but I was going through a lot mentally. Like I was depressed, y'all, for like a third of the year. And when I um, and nothing, everything that I submitted was top notch. Like I had a 4.0 GPA in my grad program. You know, I studied abroad. Um, you know, I had everything I needed to get it. It was just not my time. And so I was able to just accept that, like, you know what, you won't apply again. But I really want to do that piece so that I can um, really have that business acumen and connect it with the, with the mental health piece so I can kind of do both. So that's, like, the overall goal to be able to own stuff. I was going to say something else. Own stuff. <laughs> own stuff. I got to, you know, my PR here. Own stuff. So that's the goal, really. And um, and then just, uh, and once again, empower people to just be the best person they can be. Oh, 
Okay, so how do you stay empowered while trying to empower others during pageantry? That's a really good question. My therapist, um, like I, my therapist is dope. Um, and I actually, I'm in, I'm down to the point now. I don't even have to see her that often because I, I use my skills so much. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I really haven't. Look at you using therapy on myself. Like. Yes, sir. She said on myself. <laughs> no, but I, I think my, my therapist helps me with maintaining, like you know, keeping that maintenance. Um. So doing things self-care, like when I get off work, instead of going straight into my clients, I take an hour before I go straight into doing something else. Like I try to like put personal boundaries in place, like put my phone on do not disturb or saying no more or like not overbooking myself. Like if I had something to do on today, I'm not gonna, usually I would've been like, oh, I'm gonna do this at this time, this at this time, this at this time. Like just giving myself some break cause it gets hard. It really gets hard, yeah. Um, but I do have dope support too. Like I have good people in my life, but a lot of times I carry a lot of what I'm going through and I really don't talk about it that much, but um, I know I have people who I can reach out to when I'm struggling. We're talking about the actual stigma of mental health. Um, you talked about a therapist. What was it like for you maybe finding your first therapist? What what was kind of that, what brought you into that? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question because so many people get deterred once they have a bad experience. It's really bad therapists out here, and I hear them horror stories, and I hate that for y'all. Um, but I do, but I really encourage you. Not for you. y'all. I do, I, I do. I do. She's like, I, I got my person. No, She's good. No, 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 but there's so many places you can go. Psychology Today, if you have insurance, okay. therapy for black girls, therapy for black uh, men. There are different outlets you can use, um, and so I just don't want people to feel like they have a bad experience, and they don't never want to go. Like, you go to Chick-fil-A, you got a bad experience at Chick-fil-A. Yo, you don't yeah. go to that one no more, but you still go to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just look at it from a different lens because everybody's not perfect. And there's millions of people out here that can provide you service. But let me get back on track. No, that was, I um, think that's a good explanation. That was but, a really good analogy. But honestly, y'all, uh, it really was just about just, um, I don't know, finding somebody reading what I was going through and seeing what they could offer because you're paying for a service. So, um, yeah, just being, just giving it time to being patient. When I first started with my therapist, I couldn't really feel her out. I really, you know, now that we have a rapport, it's like, okay, like, I like that she re- reacts the way she reacts. I like when she, you know, that feedback, being able to give her feedback. I don't know. Um, it was, it wasn't that hard. Let me just say that. And I was open as well. You have to be open too. Was your therapist a black woman? She's a black woman, of course. I would, um, mm, I ain't Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, she's a black woman, of course, um, and that's what we're leaving at that because okay. there, there, there's a gap with that. There's a disconnect in a service that I'm looking for someone to provide me to make me help me feel whole. I can't receive that from someone that doesn't know my struggle, my pain, that has may potentially have oppressed me. That doesn't add up to me. Um, I want people to do what they feel comfortable with. But that's a that's an interesting viewpoint. I mean that you just took because you took basically a, I think in my mind a mental versus also like a social or cultural aspect just question how do you think that plays a part for in particular for black people like that the need to maybe break that down is not just any psychiatrist psychiatrist that looks like me who Mm -hmm. understands me how do you think that maybe works a little different than maybe some of your other clients who may not be black so um hmm essentially you're asking how, what's the difference in um, providing a service to someone who's not a color? Exactly. Not just because I hear what you say about, like, from the consumer aspect, mm-hmm. but I wonder because you also provide these right. works, 
does it maybe does your lens change when maybe you have a client who isn't black versus mm-hmm. things of that nature? So um, that's that's a great question. Cultural competency is a thing, and so like right now we have like Discord at my school because there's a um, a staff member who's high up in the ranks, but has some just uh, there's a gap because of you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for myself. I just think of, I also ask people first, like, what do you want me to incorporate into your into our practice? What, what is surrounding your cultural, your beliefs, and how do you want me to impart that into our session? Um, so that helps, but I'm not going to lie, y'all. I have a lot of clients black, like, or like black for real, or Latino um, for my kids, but um, I don't really have that much experience with people that I, that. Maybe you are melanated people in yeah, some sense. Because that's who I do it for. And I, it's no shade, but I'm literally here rooting for everybody black. Like, I'm, you know. No, what I'm but, saying? I, but now it makes me think of something else. Black people aren't a monolith, people of color aren't a monolith. So, with you said something, it's just like, how do you um, basically put your cultural best foot forward with dealing with people, certain people? So, with black people who may not maybe fit exactly your cultural. Does that change? Does it make it harder, difficult? I'm just curious. No, okay. So I think I, I misunderstood a little bit, um, but I'm hearing you now. So I meet people where they at. Like, so that's it. Like, so based off of how you come up, I know how I can engage with you. I, I understand the approach. I also ask questions too, and I make sure my clients are comfortable. Um, so that's just what it is. Like, I just meet people where they at. If that, I hope that makes sense. No, no I, I mean, you know, what's funny though, because like uh, mental health. It's new. I would say it's new, but we're getting more comfortable talking about it. But like anything, there's people like you said, just not good. So like, there's bad doctors, Absolutely. and and no one is afraid to be like, yo, there's just a bad doctor. Right. But for some reason, like the idea that someone can't mentally work with you correct is like, no, no, no. Like, right. but I'm just I, that's why I want to hear from people who actually work because maybe you're like, listen. I can't change for you. Like, this is what you get, but maybe, but maybe, maybe it's different. this is not the service that you need, mm. right? And so that, I say that too. Like, if, if there's something, if my style is not something you're used to, I have a unique style. I'm so personable. Of course, I'm respectful. I have boundaries. I have ethics because I have a license. But I'm how, what you see is what you get. Like, this is how I am in session. Like, I'm a super professional that you can see that I'm a human. I'm not robotic. I'm, you know, like I'm not following comfort. the book. Yeah, I am to an extent where, of course, the the service is being provided, but yes. I'm doing it in a way that makes me feel comfortable, and then I think that my clients feel comfortable too. But I always ask questions at the end, like, is there, you know, if you if you don't like my style, this is in the beginning. Once I have a rapport, I don't. It's not necessary for me to say that, but I always say that in the beginning when I first meet my clients. Hey, this is my style, and if any point in time you think this is something that you know doesn't fit you, let me know. This is your space. This is you. You're spending your money, like yeah. And I want you to have a good experience. I may not be able to help you, like eat black or not. I may not. I just may not be able to help you, and I want you to still go out there and work with somebody that's going to be able to give you what you need. You you got me you got me a little curious now. Mm-hmm. You, when you talk about service, and this is no shade to you, but like it sounds like we're talking about something very transactional, boom boom boom. But with mental health, it's a little bit different. Like it's not just like I bought I bought this from you, ten dollars. That's it. Okay. I gave you ten dollars. But with the mental health thing, it's like I paid you, and now I'm look. You know, like you can't just give me something. So you know, like does does it feel weird for you? Or is it not weird? Does what feel weird? The trans, uh, like the idea of like the service part. Mm, no, I think sometimes I'd, I'd like to get instant gratification. Like <laughs> that's what I'm I, saying. But sometimes just hearing what my like the 
like my clients just waking up a little bit or just feeling or just saying like I was really glad I came today or just little stuff that's me saying like the that's the that's, that's, the, the, that's the satisfaction that's the transaction gotcha. essentially gotcha. Yeah. Um, of course when I get paid um, but <laughs> listen but hey our professional help workers of course because it's not easy it's taxing no, can you understand like I have like I, but you know why I think it's just interesting to me because most jobs you get a paycheck and that's it but like for you, you're dealing with somebody's being. Absolutely. So like, I would want to like, I want to want to see something. I want to yeah. see you get a little better. Be like, all right, yeah. Yeah. Shit yeah. Is good. Or at least be able to. I don't know. Like, I haven't. Okay, so let me make it a little bit more um, clear as far as the the class who I see on the side. They're like normal people like us. They're not like they don't have severe mental health issues. Like I'm not really seeing anyone with not really. I'm not seeing a sch- people with schizophrenia or like super like bipolar too. Mm-hmm. Like those heavy diagnosis, schizoid, those kind of things. I'm not seeing that. I've done work with that population, um, working with uh, foster care, working with those parents. But right now, as far as the part time, these people are just like me. Like regular issues just trying to navigate through life stressors adjusting you know being 30 or being whatever mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying those milestones being black in a space or whatever so that's what I deal with as far as school that's a whole different gamut because I'm dealing with staff kids parents this you know what I'm saying that's a whole different gamut of people but they're still all pretty easy for me to connect with because they 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 are they're comfortable with me like you know like they just a lot of people are comfortable with me that are that come from environments where it's been a struggle it's been hard for them because i come at them in a way where like it doesn't matter what you have what you don't have like i'm here to support you and people feel that that i'm genuine you know what i'm saying it's not like oh my god she touched me because a lot of people be long you you really don't want them to touch you but i still be like i'm covered by god like you know and it's just like it's all right like they just needed that love they just wanted that touch so i'm not i don't know like i don't know i'm personable y'all so it's just different for me a little bit you think it's because you're actually a professional doing it and that's why it works? Like, if you was just some random girl in the street, like, I got the good advice for you, they'd be like, what the fuck is she talking about? You know what? No, because a lot of my friends and stuff talk to me not prior to me even Mm. stepping into the mental health field. Like, I've always been that person people call and lean on and support. Like, oh, so you were made for this? Yeah, I I was, I really feel like I was put on this earth to help to serve. I was gonna say, yeah, like, I first met you, we got cool over just talking that swim progress and shit. Yeah. You know, just talking. To I'm be fair, you, you tried to say it earlier she wasn't. Uh, we ain't doing that right now. I'm just saying, now you're saying that, you say that she was giving out good advice. I'm no, just saying. I didn't say like, she I, gave out good advice. I just, I just said she was easier to talk to. I'm just saying, that sounds like good advice. I'm just saying. I'm oh, just it's, my, it's, You see how I'm trying to defend? You see how I'm with you? You see how I'm with you? You see how I'm with you? I see. As long as you see that. I see. But you're a damn good head. Thank you. That sounds like it. Thank you. That's so like, that's what we talk. That's not like what you, what he's trying to advice. ask you. If he was you to do early, I'm just saying. I'm not even entertaining <laughs> this energy. Because I know moves. <laughs> I don't take nothing moves. So hard. Because Luke is literally saying what he's feeling in that moment. I'm not mad. You good. No, 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 I don't do that no more. Okay. <laughs> All right. Man. As he continues to do it. Oh, um, no, I changed. Thank you. So you've been dealing with, um, <laughs> The children, like I've seen the actual videos of you in the classrooms and things of that nature. Uh, We talk about your clients, but what is that like actually going into these? Yeah, going into these spaces. They are so crazy, y'all. I have kids from all over the city. 
child. I am in middle school and high school social worker, so I see sixth and ninth grade. Ooh, um, the hormones are it, just it's flowing. It's so crazy, but I love it so much. I don't know, like it's hard work. I'm stressed a lot. <laughs> I love my colleagues. I have a lot to do. I do a lot, and I love it, y'all. Like I don't even know. I'm just blessed. I pray for this job. Like you know, I seen the post day was like, Lord, that job. You, I pray for. I'm ready to quit. I don't feel like that. Mm. Yeah, like I don't feel like that. I feel like it's put me in place to get to the goal I'm trying to make and that's why I wanted to work with kids because I want to create entities and spaces for them and I want to see what the need is so I'm seeing it um it's a lot it's a lot um I'm I'm just thankful that I don't have to go home to kids after that like for real because people really like had jobs and had to go home to their kids like that's a lot I know one it's a lot it's crazy imagine your job is dealing with kids and then going home and dealing with your own yeah my home girl she's a teacher at Kip yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's hard. So what is it like being a human while being a therapist? Because you have your own emotions. <laughs> oh, that was a good question. Yeah, I was watching Teach some, us. I was yeah. watching some more therapy last night on YouTube. Yeah, Teach no, us. seriously. Um, when I have a, a, a moment where I feel like I resonate with that, in that moment I have to acknowledge it and keep it pushing. Because mm. it can't turn into something about myself. Because why are we here? What space are we here for? This is not my session. This is for you. You this, pay for this. This is for that person. So things happen to me all the time, and I just have to be quick with it. And then after I talk to my supervisor, like, yeah, this came up. This reminded me of my grandmother. Or this, this, this. Yeah, like, thanks. Oh, man. man. Some, I had a client say something so descriptive. And in that moment, I went back, like, in my mind to when they carried my grandmother out, her body out the door. Like, And I was like, damn, that it, it, it touched me, but I had to, I had to acknowledge it let it go, and then later be able to process it just to make sure, you know, like, this is not about nobody but my client. So, yeah, that's that's where a lot of the lines are blurred. I hear, like, a lot of people have experiences with therapists who, like, make their session about them. And I'm just like, bro, you need to report these people. Like, y'all, these people have licenses. Like, license. They have, they they said their vows. They said that they were going to meet this expectation. They're not doing that. And it's giving therapists a, a bad name. It really is. It's not, it's, it's not given. So what is decompression like after a day of work? I'm talking um, about both jobs. Both jobs, decompressing. So taking, so leave, okay, so one thing I do is when I get to work, I get to work early so that I can kind of just like get myself centered, eat my breakfast before I'm like inundated with kids. By the end of the day, around two o'clock, my supervisor told me, my clinical supervisor told me like, you should be winding out, you shouldn't see kids no more. Like you should be preparing for your next day. Like, so that you're not going home and take anything too heavy mm-hmm. unless it's a crisis or emergency. I get home on the way home, I'm cranking on the way home. I'm leaving. I'm what you cranking to? Probably New Impressions. I love New Impressions. Pure Colombian Bama? Pure Colombian Bama is my, actually my favorite song. And I'm not gonna lie, was I on the mic when I did that song? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know what I did. You don't know, my party. Was that the song I did at my party? On the mic? Yeah. I wasn't at your party. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, that's one of my but favorite that's songs. That's my song. That wasn't <laughs> the song I did. Okay, but I love Pure Killer being better. Yeah, but no, I'm probably cranking. Um, if I had a hard day, I'm listening to gospel and listening to a podcast. I'm trying to consume different stuff now. So, um, yes. and reconnecting myself with I God. Like I think I'm really like trying to like pour my, pour more of Him into me. So, I'm if, I'm, if I'm stressing, that's what I'm doing. Or oh, I'm on the phone, like just kind of like, Decompressing for the day. I get home. I take an hour before I do anything. I cool it. I chill, and then boom. I either head to the gym, which is like three times a week, or I got a client preparing for a client. So that's what that looks like. And then after that, it's giving Jasper's, or it's giving shower candles. You know, talk on the phone for a little bit, um, depending on what my light looks like. Or now because of the pageant, I'm doing some something pageantry. So I'm pretty burnt. 
<laughs> like, God, like, I'm not trying to speak that in the atmosphere anymore. I've been doing a lot better and shifting the narrative. But um, for, like, two, the past two or three weeks, it's been really difficult. Like, I just moved. So, like, I transitioned mm. to a new place. Congratulations. I, yeah, thank you. So, I moved. I, you know, I'm back. I'm trying to do the pageant. I'm trying to hit the gym. I'm. Tr- it's just, like, so much. I'm seeing my clients. I'm picking up new clients. I'm trying to buy my grandmother house. Like, I'm doing everything, y'all, like. It's crazy, but I'm literally now just trying to prioritize what's coming, like what's important, what I got to do today, um, because I don't want to get to a point how I was last year when I was really depressed, like I was sharing with y'all, and I'm really open about, um, I can't afford to, like I can't afford to be depressed. Like, what do you mean by that? You can't afford to. I'm, I have so much that I want to accomplish in this year, mm-hmm. but healthily, like in a way that I had my boundaries in place for me to accomplish those goals, that me becoming depressed, not being able to get up, waking up crying for no reason like just not wanting to do nothing not want to be around people not i can't network like when i was when i was uh struggling last year i didn't want to be around people like people were people had plenty of things like good things networking opportunities for me and i was just like i can't be in that space like i don't want to be around anybody that doesn't know me because this is not me you know so it's harder for me when i'm not doing well mentally to really put my best foot forward and i, I would think that it's hard for anybody but um i can't speak for everyone we talked. To, we kind of just jumped into like Every, you know, the business, uh, not, but like, how did you like actually like get into this? Like, was it like, yo, I, my mom was a social worker, my aunt used to babysit kids. Like, what was the maybe thing that kind of was like, yo, I want to make this a part of my life forever? Okay, so you said a couple bit, couple things. I want to side on in a bow. So my family's Jamaican. Mom's mom and dad, whole family's Jamaican immigrants, um, came here, and their idea of what success looked like is definitely definitely different than what I thought I was gonna do for myself. So like my mom's an RN, and she was just pushing like go to school, do do this, be adopted, do the lawyer, like you know the the basics like what every parent wants for their child, um, just so that they could be stable. But I wanted something else, so I went to went to school. Um, thankfully, y'all, I got a full full ride when I went to UMES. I had no intention of hawk pride. Had no intention of going to UMES. I thought it was a party school. Went, loved it, had the best time of my life. Graduated and felt like I can went from being Miss UMES, having a full ride, all these internships to working at Clucky Chicken. Like I was depressed. Another instance in my life where I'm just like, what am I about to do? Everybody's going off to these big jobs, this, that, and the third. What am I about to do? So I ended up, y'all, reconnecting with God, y'all. That's always what it be for me. Like I started exercising, which I found was really euphoric for me. So I started going for walks in the Dale, Springdale, give them hell, y'all. But I started going for walks in Springdale. And we're uh, cut it out, we cut it off. Y'all can cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> That's the wrong thing. Not at all. Oh, Not man. at all. All of that staying. All of that is staying. They're gonna put that on the Springdale uh, website. They're gonna just a, a, just, just a four, just a five second video of you. Springdale. Just on a loop. On a loop. On a loop. So, um, yeah, I'm there. So, yeah, so started doing that, and that really, I was just really starting to reset to myself. Yeah, my bad. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I've been saying it for so long. It's so natural and normal for me now. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, what, to make a long story short, I prayed, and I just asked God to tell me what he wanted me to do. And he, I stumbled across a, um, 
social work program. I saw these I saw okay. these people outside one day and my heart just didn't feel right. It was outside the Chick-fil-A yard MLK. I was like, something's making me feel funny about just seeing them on the street with nothing. Like, I don't know, something just tingled. So, you know, when you're trying to figure out your passion, when things come to you that make you feel some kind of way, you gotta write it down. You gotta put because it be a, sometimes it's a really good idea and we don't like hone in on it in that moment. We forget, but you're like, damn, what was that that I was thinking about? Mm-hmm. Those be the big ideas for real. So I didn't take that to I didn't take that lightly. Like so I locked in and I hit somebody up who I did an internship with. Um I interned with uh excuse me, interned with Chick-fil-A corporate when I was in college. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I locked in with somebody who I was doing community service with out there. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I just I, I'm not I wanna I don't know what I wanna do. I just know I wanna help people, I wanna serve. And she was like, You should get a background in social work. Like, you know, cause I haven't y'all I had got my bachelor's in agriculture. I wasn't doing that with agriculture. Yeah. I intend on doing something with it later. Nerds, yeah, very much so giving nerd. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Basically, y'all, the lady encouraged me to look for a program, found a program, got in. I actually applied for the public health program. I'm just trying to force it for some reason with something. Right, and at the time, just not really being confident about pursuing social work at that time. Mm. So because of the stigma, everybody just thinking that that's CPS, they're going to take your kids away. Like, So I was just like, oh, I'm not going to become a social worker. But then it was the best thing I ever did, not being able to be um, do the dual program with public health and social work. It like, made me lock into what God wanted me to do. And moving from there, I had, did like the crisis hotline. So people were calling me like nighttime, like three o'clock in the morning saying they're going to kill themselves. It was just like so much here. It was, that was crazy. Can we, can we take a second and talk about what, that, what some of those calls were like? Yeah, and I'm sorry to say it so just like, sometimes I'm a little numb. Because I just said no, kill yourself no, no, no. as if that's not something that's really, really heavy no, for people. No, we listen. The colloquialisms we get them here, so sure. I understand. I, I feel you respect explaining yeah, to well, them, yes, but people, we get it. So just yeah, we choose. no, but it's real life because Ch- Chesley Crisp, you know, the former Miss USA, y'all, mm-hmm. she just committed yeah. suicide. Yeah. She jumped yeah. off her like building. A month or two ago. No, it was no, probably it was like, like two, two, three, two, three weeks ago. Time out. When this comes out, it will be like a month or two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. okay. Continue. All right. Continue. Damn recording though. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> happening. On, it happened on the thirtieth. It literally happened two Sundays from yeah. today. So, um, uh, in the past. But yeah, so, <laughs> so um, essentially, what was I saying, y'all? I told y'all I'm nerd, y'all. I'm, I'm, my mind literally needs to be stimulated. So, yeah, so I, I didn't mean to say kill yourself like that, but essentially, we knew, we knew. the crisis hotline was difficult. I, I had I was working full time at the time, and so the only time I could do the hotline was the weekends. That's when everybody's turning up. Like, oh, holidays, forget it. It was horrible. Um, the experience was challenging, really, only because I didn't feel like I had the support I needed from my supervisor. So, and then I was exhausted, and I didn't really know what burnout looked like at the time. I was just getting into the program. And I'm just trying to do everything because I told you, my parents are making like everything is grind, like everything is two, three jobs. It's okay. Like, so I'm just burning myself out because that's what I'm seeing. That's what I think is okay. I'm young. I can do it. I'm trying to get this money, but it just wasn't sustainable. Um, and so once I finished with that, I went into the jail. Oh, I love the jail. So I did a trauma. Uh, yeah, so I did a trauma and substance use program in the jail. Some suicide lines in jail. In, in jail, yeah. Okay. And I actually really love the jail. I hope so to I'm go back. Off the porch. What? What? I'll t- suicide hotlines and then jail, son. You drunk? 
I know, but y'all, that's who I connect with. That's who I connect with. This hotline, I will never do again unless it's like community service. Like, I would never like sign up for something mm-hmm. like that again. Maybe I'll create an entity or a space for it, but you won't catch me on the hotline again. But the jail, I'll definitely bring a program into the jail and be in, a, in the jail weekly. Like, I loved it. Like, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. No, they do. That's exactly who needs it. And so um, that that was lovely. I had a bombs uh, supervisor, which makes a difference for social workers and clinicians. Having a good supervisor is like really what makes the, the whole experience different. You learn from them. They help you. They 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 um, they just input some things in you that you can carry with you forever as a clinician. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I really value my um, my my supervisor there. So what was it like working in the prison? Oh my god! Because I was just. Um I watched a documentary on Advocate not too long ago, and then that went down the deep hole of me just watching shit about prisons and like how a lot of statistics, specifically mental illness mm-hmm. statistics, goes like sleep through, <coughs> slip through the cracks right. when it comes to uh, people that are incarcerated. And I just wanted to like talk about that because the suicide rate went up recently for people in, incarcerated yep. over the last two, three years. Yeah, and the thing about that is it's very political. I think. That from my lens, when I worked there, I could see where there was a gap in what service really needed to be provided and what they were going to do with the money that they had. It's always a finesse. Like, it's never really about the people. And I don't mean to be this person, but, like, if we really did care about people, there would be different systems in place to really help people. Like, the D.C., like, ticket jump that they be busting heads a million, billion dollars a year, like, we could be putting that money into something, just a quarter of it, into something, a program that's going to help mental health or, you know, implement it in the jail. Like, we, they do everything but what we need, but it's all intentional. It's all, you know, I don't mean to be that person, you know, but I'm just, yeah, but I feel like it's all intentional because it's not hard, it's really not hard to pay someone to provide a service that's going to actually benefit people, but you also, when it comes to the clientele, they have to also be willing to get that help, be ready to get that help, and want to do something different. Out of 100 people you do a session with in a group form, maybe 10 might walk away with something. Who knows? It's good to even just touch one, but the people got to want to do it, too. I think that I think that, that makes a big difference. Um, and then also um, running away from, because of, back to my platform, okay, but um, running away from the stigma of mental health. Pe- black people, we are afraid, we are afraid, you know, like the, like we don't, we have a lack of trust. We have been through some stuff when it comes to trusting, you know, people that are not of color. So, I don't know, like, Nobody's supposed to know your business. Yeah, you know, and abso- absolutely, you were ta- you're taught that. Oh, and as a man, forget it, y'all not supposed to have help at all. Like, y'all just supposed to just go through this life and just be a strong man and not get no support, no love, nothing. So, it's just, it just, that's a, that's a heavy question. Like, that's a multi-layered like, question. But re- in reality, I think it's designed to keep pad, people down. Just pad you train this. Yeah. What are you talking about? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why y'all started with this guy. I really I, don't. Boom. Like, I really this is expected. Like. But, um, no, no, don't continue. <laughs> you said something, though, uh, about... God, and I always find it interesting when people who are in health science, in particular, talk about their relationship with God because I don't know. I don't think they're in competition, but a lot of people will try to frame them as such. Mm-hmm. So, for you, is there any sort of um, how should I frame this? Is there any sort of way where you have to remind yourself that these things aren't in competition, or you don't have to maybe have to fight one for the other? Oh no, I don't have that battle. I think my issue is consistently. Um, keeping God alive in my spirit. Like, I feel like I do certain things. I'm not perfect. 
at all. Like, I'm not perfect at all. I do certain things because of, like, trauma and just wanting to, like, heal. Or sometimes I just be like, well, maybe if I do this. And, like, but the whole time, if I just listen to God, if I just follow him the whole time, I would have been good. But I was I was trying to do what I wanted to do and not what he wants for me. And then sometimes that's a battle for, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people battle with it who believe. Um, but that's me. No, I don't have, I can, I, I, look, it's separate for me. It is separate. That's what I'm saying. It is separate for mm-hmm. me because mental health is one part and then my, my belief in God and what he could do and what he's been doing for me and how he's continued to show up in my life despite everything I've done, that doesn't even compare to me taking the steps to make sure I'm doing what I need to do to be mentally sound. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I, I, I agree, but for a lot of people, in particular, you talk about Jamaican parents, and right. I, I know a lot of people are like, God, da, 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 da. Yeah. so I just wonder, someone who you seem to be pretty, hey, clear on the lines, does, you know, a little blurry, a little... No, I don't think it's a blur, but I understand people's, like, I understand why people may have some, feel conflicted, because certain people, um, the way that I was raised, my beliefs weren't like, oh, you gotta be this, you gotta be that, like, I, 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 you know, I'm just being transparent. I don't have a specific religion. I'm like, oh, I'm Christian or I'm Muslim or and, like my mom is Muslim. My dad was is Christian. My grandma was Catholic. I have Buddhists in my family. I have Muslims in my like. We're just so open that I it wasn't anything that was just like. Not saying it wasn't ingrained in me because my mother, she's with the Nation of Islam. So anytime, at any point, she's you know she making sure she's telling mm-hmm. me what I need to be doing, what I need to be doing. You, you got know, a Catholic grandma, buddy. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think grandma, lady. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Catholic grandma. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Yeah, like I've seen a few of them. Yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. But just essentially, I it wasn't pushed on me. You know, it was mm-hmm. really for me to determine like how I wanted to move when it came to that. And what I decided to do was just find my own relationship with God. So centering myself around people who have a relationship with him, you know, locking in with them, doing Bible studies and stuff with them, going to churches with them, being open to watching, you know, uh, going to the mosque with my mom. Just being open. Like, my relationship with God is my relationship with God. You know, how I talk to them, that's my man's like. We cool, like you know what I'm saying. But that's probably why it's so easy for you because yeah. it is. It it's is different. It it's is different. a very like Nobody open thing. It on yeah, it's, it's a very like, fluid. No, you know, like it was different. Yeah. My man's in Chicago got a tea- tequila called John Basil. I seen this guy that oh I'm gonna grab another mic. I seen this guy who has like this black tequila. I'm with y'all know I'm with everything black. I'm trying to um, do better with my my marketing for my page, um, but it's just so much going on. But. I intend on promoting black businesses and... Um, We're good. You started recording. We started? Oh, right, oh so, so yeah, I intend on promoting black businesses. This is, you want this um, part of this, right? Huh? Do you want to... Because I was going to pick up where we had. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's pick up where we had. Wait, can I say one more thing before we do that? Um, I looked it up, y'all, because I don't want to be out here saying the wrong thing. So the book... Um, it's called Your Next Level Life. That was the book that um, inc- that I the saw. former Miss Black. The, yeah, Maryland. so so Miss Black, uh, the Miss Black USA pageant was actually founded um, thirty plus years ago, and not ten plus years ago. I mean, I guess the plus means could be up, up, up. That's true. But I want to be clear in saying that it was thirty um, plus years ago, and the book that the CEO um, created was called Your Next Level uh, Life. Um, and so that book is what it was just a dope book that just talked about like success. I have another book that I really what, like. What made you pick that up? Um, a friend, you know, just having good people around you that's trying to like move in the same direction as you. It always helps. Like you'll be trying to learn, and you'll be like, oh, I need to uh, be more consistent with reading. And then your man's be like, oh, let's start a book club. It's like that. Like something that's that I'll be accountable to. Like let's do it. So we started that. It was. Um, and my friend ended up having a rough year, so she um, ended up stopping the book club. But that was like something that we started like reading books and stuff. Um, that's something I've, I've always wanted to do a lot better with. Um, and one of the questions that my pageant coach asked me was, uh, 
she said, uh, like, if I could do anything in the world, what would I do? And I said, oh, have, like, what would I have? And I would ask, honestly, to be able to tap into Bitcoin before they even, like, this is like a wish, right? Mm. Before they even got, like, past, like... So, like, 2010. You know what I'm saying? Tap into the Bitcoin, be up right now, and be able to consume more knowledge to be able to help. You get, the more you know, the more you can do. If I had time, if I had all the money and time, I would really be reading. Like, I would really be seeing how I can do better in different aspects, like researching like I hate research but like the type of qualitative data that allow for me to know how I can make a difference so like that's all I want the money to be able to cool it so I can focus on investing into my my education I heard a pageant coach yes oh yeah expensive I told you uh I have two I have one that's helping me with yeah because I'm, I'm winning like I didn't come in here to lose Make some noise like, for that. Make some noise for that. Make some noise for that. I'm winning. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm winning. I love so it. I'm, I'm going to put myself in a position. I'm When it comes to talking, I can communicate. I can speak eloquently, but knowing what to say, knowing how to be concise, knowing how to be sharp, having that elevator pitch, you know, I can definitely get support in it. Like, I know where I need help at. I'm not, I'm not too, like, Use big Use qualitative bad. data yeah. so far, so I think no, you're... I'm just saying. I'm no, saying, like, I was like, what? That was a scientist in her for sure. I'm gonna say, is something that a lot of young girls like and want to get into um, but you didn't get into it young so I'm curious for you do you have any advice for people who may be like 
15, 16, 17, shit, 20 year old. And they're like, man, I really like that. I really want to get involved in that. Mm. And they like, you know, maybe don't have, cause I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to jump, make a, uh, assumptions. Like you didn't do this at like a nine and 10 year old. This not, this wasn't your bag, right? Absolutely Okay, not. cool. So, yeah. My mother wasn't letting me do no stuff. <laughs> she had me playing the violin, playing the piano, swimming. Somewhere. Oh, you would have killed the pageants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. But we looking at it from a lens of everyone, thinks of it as a beauty pageant. It's not a beauty mm-hmm. pageant. That's, that's, well, that's yeah, it's not a beauty pageant. It's it's a scholarship pageant. You win you get money for um winning and in, in addition to that, you're you have to have a platform. You have to have something that you want other people to learn from. And it has to be something that's going on right now that's gonna help people. So if you if your thing is domestic violence, if your thing is as far as what you want people to bring awareness to, if it's sex trafficking, whatever, like you're using that platform to spread a, to spread awareness. And so it's not about for me that's why I wanted to do it because I got that part in the bag like I'm the talker I'm the you know I can do that part when it comes to the the throwing on the dress and the heels and all that I literally have to pay somebody to help me with that so um <laughs> seriously so but I'm not I don't I can't do it all like you know like I can't I can only do what I know so mm-hmm. my my advice would be to just start where you are and see wherever there's deficit or gap you know feel that right so if you feel like you can do the walk but you need help with the interviewing find somebody that's going to mentor you on that on that side right I like that. or if you need to you know the funding create do something creative that is going to garner people to be able to try to so like you could solicit so that's the people's coins essentially so start where you are like you there's nothing there's no such thing as someone who's perfect um there's i mean like good people are people you can you can feel the energy when somebody is good that's not like oh I'm, i don't feel like i'm a good person no like what do you have to offer what do you you bring to the table like what is what is it that you want to do just i don't know it's more than just i want to do a beauty pageant it's you know it's like i want to i want to help people see something else like i want to bring awareness to something like that's how i feel about it i'll be rapping y'all so just tell yeah, me that's real shit that's good yeah. shit you gonna try to be like miss america miss universe is that in there i don't know i don't know where god want me to take this because i'm like oh when did i say like that tweet y'all the reason why i found it to y'all because i'm trying to clear up my tweets like mm-hmm. you know i, I clear them joints out of there so that's how I found it. I stumbled across that too. I'm like from 2016. I don't even remember saying this. So I don't know what God want me to do, but I'm I'm, I'm right there with him. You know, whatever it is. Like I've all, I've I've come to the understanding that whatever my plan is, is he has something bigger and greater. Literally, um, I don't know what verse it was, but it says like I knew you before you was in the womb. I created the pillars of the earth. What? I'm not. I don't have. I'm, I'm no match against him. Like whatever he want me to do, I'm gonna do it. So I don't know what's next, but I'm willing to follow. You seem to be very guided. Seem to be very trusting of powers above. Is that something that's always been there, or have mm-hmm. you kind of grown into that? I've grown into that. You know what I think? I think it was the mental health plus needing that to fill that void with God. Like when I started seeking out mental health services in 2018, officially, because I did it two times before I had different experiences. But when I, I've been doing it consistently since then. Um, I still felt the gap, so that's why I was like, it's 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 a clear line because I need the mental health piece and I need a God. Like I couldn't do I couldn't do anything without Him. So um, I don't know. Like it took a while for me. I would say definitely 2018 was a time in my life when I was just going through it um, in my master's program, working full time, interning. You know, um, had a bad breakup with my ex and still kind of like you know playing those kind of games. So um, I was just having a hard time and film starting to pour into myself with God, that's what made a difference. So that's what I know to connect to. Like that was the same thing that was the same thing that happened before I even knew I was gonna do social work. I was down working at Clucky Chicken. I mean I was making some cute coin. I was delivering chicken and stuff, y'all to in the in, you know, around the neighborhood. Like I was seeing people, they was tipping everything, making cute little coin. But is, is that what I got my bachelor's degree to do? No, absolutely not. And so I was that 
broke me down. That made me feel less than. That made me feel like I got all these people going here doing this. What am I going to do? And that's what connected me with God that time. Then after that, it was the being overwhelmed and what I prayed for, I got it. Now I'm overwhelmed connecting him at that time. Just recently, same thing, like feeling overwhelmed, but everything I prayed for, I got it. Reconnecting with him again. It's just like maintaining that relationship is the biggest thing for me. Um, and then my last thing, um, you said something to the effect of I'm trying to remember because it really struck me. Oh, fuck my brain. Maybe you shouldn't be drinking this tequila. Um, damn. Damn. It really hit me because it was something. Was it about God? I don't know if it was about God. I don't think so. I remember God talk. Yeah, you know, but it was something she said that it just because it made me think, wow, some, you've thought about this far deeper than I've ever thought of it. And I, and I think it might have just been about maybe a relationship. If I remember, I'll ask you. But um, I think my ultimate question is, Going forward, like, what do you want people to think about mental health? Because you say you want to change the stigma. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, what for you is the ultimate thing that, hey, I would know I have changed at least one person's mindset of this thing? Oh, I love that question. Um, First thing that came to my mind was I want people to think of mental health like how they value physical health, but then even in our community, then there is a gap. (laughs) And not just because of us being afraid of the medical system, but lack of resource and lack of ability to obtain education as well. You know what I'm saying? Education and having the access to a clinic or having the access to, you know what I'm saying, without having to pay. Yeah. So um, that was my first, my thought process was think of mental health, how you want to think, how you would um, approach your physical health. But there's so many disparities with that alone that I don't think that that really um, answers that. But what I can say is I just want people to, look at mental health as being something that's important that they need to be in a good space with. Like, just like you feel like you need certain things. Maybe you want a a house. Maybe you want a car. Maybe you want a good job. Like, maybe you want to have a connection with Allah, right? But like you also but just in just in general but just in general whatever makes you feel comfortable that was me being trying to be you know strategic but whatever makes you feel comfortable i I want people to look at mental health as being a key proponent of that as well in your life i like it man listen you you didn't change that i'm listening someone's gonna watch this and they're gonna be better for this mentally because of you so first of all say thank you thank you thank you for allowing us your platform um this is the part of the episode where you look directly uh i want to go back usually i ask but it's okay you've been drinking uh you at charles asked you about science and god the line between the two mm-hmm. um or mental health and god and you said like you keep them separate, mm-hmm. but when you were going through it, you were going through it with mental health, you sought God. Yeah. And got the peace that you were seeking and the help as well with the mental health or may have guided you to where you went mm-hmm. to to get the assistance. So like my question is, do you really think they're separate or do you separate D two? I think in a space of professionalism. Yeah, professionalism. Okay. I separate the two, but you're absolutely right. It, it did. It they did connect in that space in that time because I needed it to. But I feel like they're two separate entities that I both that I need. Like yeah, I need that sure. relationship with God, and I need to have that that connection. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you know, mentally and feeling sound. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the only way I can answer that. Like I don't know. Like I, I think you're right. It is. It does seem like it's all under one roof essentially. I mean, Allah created everything. So if He created it. Us, he created mental issues and the help, and he used my mental health it. provider yeah. to reconnect myself yeah. with him. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'll take that. I love it. It was more so a question. I didn't want to be right. 
it's no, but you are right. I'm that's one thing about me. Like I process. Like I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm gonna say I'm wrong. Like oh no, I, that was my uh, thing about uh, question. Okay, okay. Like I wasn't like trying yeah. to be like right. I know wrong, you wasn't trying to figure out what I was saying. But I was I'm definitely just, saying. just wanted to know. Yeah, no, I'm like, great treat for you. Oh, you can tell you. Oh yeah, because I when I was going through my shit mental health wise, because I was seeking. Um, mental health assistance last year actually and I definitely gave up on the journey mm-hmm. but then I went um, then I went to Zuma on Friday and then I heard the Kubo sermon and that helped and then like I just, I guess I just kept going to Zuma mm-hmm. like Fridays I could mm-hmm. and then with that it was just like okay like me going and just studying the Quran, listening to the Quran, different Islamic lectures, um, praying on my own, and as you know what I'm saying, like those things brought the, turn the noise down, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, mentally. Mm-hmm. And I was able to just like figure out what I needed to within myself to like get where I needed to out of it as well so yeah that's yeah. the only reason why i asked that question no that's what's up because you found peace in that like you know like you that's what you needed like that that was enough for you yeah. you know what i'm saying sometimes we be needing i be needing the extra push oh no because uh, like when i couldn't find a therapist mm-hmm. like i just started reading up on like uh different things that like uh practices or like the what they call tools and all that mm-hmm. that they give you doing mm-hmm. therapy mm-hmm. and so like i just read up on the tools and i was just like all right let me see if i can fit this in with what i'm learning in islam and damn probably show like every time i got to a different book in the quran like it told me one of the skills or something like that to cope with certain things so yeah wow that's dope it's ah. amazing it's in the quran man if you open that's, the book that's man. dope i love that for you yeah i do that's look beautiful. what you're doing man. got got people talking about their journeys that's what I love. That's a, that's a part of my um, my platform as well. So uh, when I said breaking the cycle, I talked about the acronym health, but it also access education and community. It's all it's, that's what I'm using to push the platform. So access, like what is available. So I'm doing a um, a um, Zoom call with a with the CEO of the B Network, the private practice, to talk about like access to mental health resources, education, doing like programs like I just recently did at a school called Baggage Claim community talking to y'all like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. talking sharing our testimonies and our stories so all of it is in line with um with my passion so I'm blessed to be able to do something that um I would do for free speaking of sharing testimony 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 is the part where you look directly in the camera read on we get on our phones we send some tweets send some texts you look directly and you tell them something tell them something from your heart something that you want them to know directly from you to them okay so we're gonna tell the people What's coming to me right now is being okay with who you are, um, trying to find yourself. Like that's not something that's easy, but it's just taking it a day at a time and um, really tapping into what comes in to your mind when you think about like what you want to do, who you want to be, um, what's important to you. If it's leaving leaving a legacy or having a family, just figuring out what's best for you and not what social media or your mom or anybody else has for you um just really follow your own your own path and your own dream and that's all you really can do that's all i got that was lovely atia stewart miss black maryland 2022 2021 2022 2021 22 you get a whole season yeah and hopefully you'll see me again miss black usa miss black usa it's not going to happen it is happening period Make some noise.
Love it, love it.